This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bet fearlessly on your favorite sport with a risk-free first wager up to $1,000 at BetMGM. Sign up today using bonus code DAILYTIP and get in the game with the king of sportsbooks. Tap into BetMGM's innovative parlay selection builders, live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions. Plus, you'll earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for room nights and dining at MGM Resorts Nationwide. Download the BetMGM app or go to BetMGM.com and use promo code DAILYTIP to make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 only at BetMGM. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. The pro basketball playoffs are here, and PropSwap is where real sports bettors find the best odds and turn the hardwood into hard cash. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams now and then sell your bet whenever you want. And the best part? It's all from your phone. You never even need to touch the ticket. We all make sports bets to make money, and many prop swappers make thousands of dollars in just one month just from buying and selling bets. This allows you to win over and over without your team ever lifting the trophy. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. And now, the Odyssey 2022 Hockey Playoff Special. Let's do it. I'm Michael Jenkins, joined by Lindsey Brown. It's our pleasure to give you all the insight and analysis you need as we navigate our way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. You know Lindsey already if you live in Sin City, where she can be heard each weekday afternoon on 1140 The Bet from 3 to 5 p.m. Pacific time. Or you already know her if you're an avid hockey fan and you follow her on Twitter at LindsayBrown35. Meantime, I'm on Twitter at JinxTC. You can hear me weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. in the morning on The Daily Tip. Lindsay, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, a little bit earlier than what I'm used to, but I'm excited with all the hockey that's been going on and clearly slightly inspired by uh, Jonathan Quick's performance last night. It's hard not to buy into the Kings right now. I was going to say, if, you, if you're if you listening to us, that's awesome, but I can see Lindsay here through our little group link on this chat, and mm. you are wearing Jonathan Quick. You're celebrating that shutout. Absolutely. He has been um, one of my favorite goaltenders to watch, and as a former netminder myself, uh, it was vintage Quickie last night, and, and it, we saw the same thing from him in Game 1, and he's a, a big reason why that series is tied 2-2 two to two with one of the most prolific offenses in the league. It's been awesome to watch. We have so many series outside of really the Avs and Preds that are so tight right now that could go in either direction. So 
We'll get into that in our predictions for the Stanley Cup. But first, what have you learned thus far? I know it's very early in the playoffs, but mm. what are uh, what are a thing or what is a thing or two that stuck out to you? Well, scoring's definitely up. Scoring yeah. is definitely up. Uh, you're probably safer uh, taking a lot of overs these days. But I, I think that's going to settle in now that we're getting closer to those elimination games. But now that we've seen uh, the amount of penalties that are being called, what's being called, how uh, you know people are approaching physical battles in the corner. Like I was watching that Minnesota game last night and there was a lot of penalties called because people's sticks were just flying everywhere because they were letting up at the wrong point. And so we're, we're seeing some of those regular season bad habits being ground into and, and just kind of that acclimation period into what playoff hockey is, which is hard-nosed, physical, and I'll put whatever body part I need to in front of it to stop this puck. <laughs> whatever it takes. Yep. A leg, toe, ear, eye, whatever it is, I'm going to do whatever I can. Yeah, because this is the time of year, and I'm like you. I know we were talking on our show going into the playoffs. One of the pieces of advice I gave, which has not been right thus far, is look at the unders, look at the unders, because it's playoff hockey. You generally get great goalie play, defenses tighten up, and mm-hmm. you see referees that maybe let the guys play. And we'll get into that in this podcast. That hasn't necessarily been the case early on. I think the thing that has stuck out to me thus far, and one trend that has held, is that you can make case for a lot of different teams. Now, I understand mm-hmm. when you look at the odds and – the Avalanche have shortened to plus 250 at that MGM. They are the favorites for a reason, and they look fantastic, so they haven't they haven't missed an absolute beat. But there are so many teams going in that we thought, well, this team has a chance. This is a veteran team. I'll look at this team over here in the East, and yet we have all these series tied up at two. So right now, it really is what we talked about. Yeah, a lot of teams have an outside shot. Absolutely, especially in the Eastern Conference, and that was kind of the M.O. all regular season, but you mentioned the Avalanche, and and you're right, they are firing on all cylinders, but the thing is, is that they are still uh, beholden to the same type of curse that they've suffered the last few years in the playoffs. I mean, there's a reason why they've gone out in the second round, and they are very much up in the air about what Darcy Kemper, their starting net miners availability is going to be because he took a stick into the eye, like worst oh, yeah. case scenario, goalie type of thing of just like the a certain type of mask that you're wearing. And when you have that, at least they have a capable backup in Pavel. And obviously when we're talking about hockey, we have to also remember Darcy Kemper's like overall long-term career health, but like, I love Pavel Francouz, but like he ain't Darcy Kemper he's and, and Darcy. he's been, and he's been, you know, playing backup for a lot of these last few weeks. And so it really is a a brand new series in a lot of ways if Darcy Kemper isn't able to go. No, I think that's a good case uh, that you're making for maybe the Preds getting back in this because... They have a great power play, too. Yeah, and they're going to... Obviously, the game four is in Nashville, so they're going to be absolutely hyped at Bridgestone Arena. And that swollen eye, I think, will definitely keep him out tonight. He's not going to play, but we'll have to keep an eye on that moving forward. It could be the one thing that maybe holds the Avs back. When I think of at least their narrative, I think of the Golden Knights and that, what was it, a two- or three-year span where this is going to be the year, this is going to be the yep. year, and they never really captured it until that window closed. Yeah, and, and when they were in the bubble, it was because of the goaltending. They had to go down to their, like, their third option, and then last year – in the first round, you had Nazem Kadri ha- make a really irresponsible hit on St. Louis Blues. Justin Falk knocks him out on the ice, and he gets suspended for six games because he has a, a really bad reputation, especially in the playoffs. And so that took out that depth sto- scoring for the team, and just those minutes have to go somewhere. Those penalty kills have to go somewhere, and it's just enough to knock you off of your pedestal. And we haven't really seen much from him, uh, that being Kadri, so far in these playoffs after he's had a career year in a contract year in and of itself. But thankfully, 
uh, Landeskog, Rontanen, and McKinnon are all firing on, on the cylinders. And, you know, that's what makes that team go. Well, at that end, Kale McCarr, who's the only other hockey jersey that I have. But they play tonight. Maybe that's, a, maybe that's my outfit tomorrow. <laughs> you can plan ahead now. Today, yep. you, gotta, you get to honor Quickie, and then tomorrow, okay, maybe it's back to the end. Exactly. Ask. What has made this season different, at least the postseason, unlike years past? What differentiates it, do you think? For me, just as a as a goalie, I've noticed a level of turnover that we haven't seen. And and it started even before the the postseason itself got underway because we had injuries to like the Tristan Jaris, who's the starting net minder for for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And you have like the Washington Capitals who didn't really have somebody emerge during the regular season between Vitek Vanacek and then uh, Ilya Samsonov. And so and that now we have net minders that haven't been performing be, uh, because of like their own faults or because the team itself isn't playing well enough in front of them. So we've seen so many different changes and that changes the outcomes that changes how teams play in front of them. And it, bodes well for a lot of these comebacks. Like this is why these are, these games are so high scoring because these teams think that they're never technically out of it. No, it, it, it's absolutely true. And you mentioned the Caps. I'm a Caps fan, so it's I've unfortunate. been to, I, Well, I knew that was coming. Okay. That's all right. We'll take it. Got to admit, what, you can get them right now at 35 to 1 if you don't take a flyer on the Caps. I don't think ultimately they end up beating the Panthers. But we were talking about this before the show. Sometimes little matchups and histories between players and teams can certainly make a difference. And if you're looking at Washington, like I am, the one thing I, I thought before the series, well, when Bobrovsky was playing for the Blue Jackets and certainly when the Caps had that cup run in 2018, Bobrovsky was in Columbus, and they blew through him after falling behind early. And so maybe because of that history, they have a chance. But ultimately, they're getting net mining that nobody thought they were going to get. Well, and with Bobrovsky, he's just such like an athletic freak of a of a goalie. And so when he is on, he can get pieces of pucks that most guys have no chances on. He's so uh, acrobatic, and he stays deep in his net, but that also gives up a lot of space in, in certain situations. And so it's about getting certain goalies untethered. He's one of them, but uh, I think that the Capitals are doing a great job just getting into the space, meeting the Capitals in the neutral zone, and disrupting them physically. Like, they can't score on the rush. So we're talking about goalies, and you mentioned at the top of this podcast that you are a former goalie. Is there a goalie or two who has stepped up mm. or maybe fallen back a little bit that you didn't anticipate? I mean, I'm really impressed with what Jeremy Swayman's been able to do for Boston. They went with Linus Allmark, who they signed uh, from Buffalo in the offseason, and that entire tandem's been really solid all season. They're actually, like, very supportive, but the Bruins weren't getting themselves going. They weren't scoring goals, and they weren't able to really support Linus in the way that he needs to. And so they go to Swayman after getting down 2 nothing as they return back to Boston. Now the series tied 2-2, two to two, and Swayman's just, like, uh, he's a young goalie. I really like young goalies that don't really know what to be scared of yet. We've seen a lot of success in recent yeah. seasons uh, with guys like, like for example, Jordan Bennington. Um, but what, when they go in there and they're able to kind of go in and play free, maybe because they're going in relief or maybe it's their first ever playoff start, regardless, once you get those first couple of pucks and, and you see these guys kind of melt away in the pressure, it, it's you as you play and as you accrue you know the trauma of getting eliminated or getting scored onto the big moments it's mm-hmm. easy for you to get bogged down and easy for guys to kind of lose themselves in their games earlier on but we're not seeing that uh with with Swayman and I'm 
I'm very enthused on Boston's chances of being able to compete longer term with the Carolina Panthers in that particular series. But I'm very impressed with uh, Louis Dominguez, who went in for the Pittsburgh Penguins after like the second overtime. Yeah. Nobody's ever done that. And then he, he played really well the other night, even though they got off to a big lead and then surrendered it to the Rangers before ultimately winning out. But... I think that he is just big enough and the like spicy pork line is just special enough for that team to kind of rally around. It's weird how like NHL playoffs work like that, right? There's like something weird that goes on and that's what like everybody gravitates towards and and rallies around. And so everything else is just so topsy-turvy. I mean, we saw the Blues choose to go to Jordan Bennington after starting Vila Husso for three games. Marc-Andre Fleury for the Minnesota Wild. I think maybe he's like one of just a couple of people who have started all the games for the, their playoffs so far. Yep. And he's probably the one with the most capable backup. And so every there's a lot of people playing well. I'm I'm a huge fan of Igor Sesterk, and I would expect a huge bounce back game for him tonight. But like, it's it's truly a bizarre goalie situation so far in this playoffs. Before we go to break, are you worried about Shesterk and at all? We always, I mean, we know the narrative when it comes to playoff hockey, which is a, a series can turn when a goalie stands on his head or falters. Mm-hmm. And Shesterk was the leader in goals against average during the regular season. He was absolutely brilliant. The fact that the Pens chased him was stunning mm-hmm. to me. Do you chalk it in up the as, first as, period too, Michael? The first, yeah. first so period. Are you, are you? Is that something? If if you're a if you're a Rangers backer that concerns you, or do you say, look, we know enough about this guy. It's it's one bad outing. I mean, I'm concerned to the point where he isn't that experienced still. Like, he's likely going to win the Vesna this year, which is amazing to do at such a uh, a young age and such an early juncture. And how lucky Rangers fans are to have, like, basically mm-hmm. the Green Bay Packers of the goalie situation when you go from Henrik Lundqvist to Igor Shesterkin, like Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Come on, it's not even fair. But I am a little worried because when you kind of get an idea that your team isn't performing to their to their top level and that you don't want – those those consequences to fall on the Shesterkins. Like, all those goals weren't his fault, obviously, but sometimes you have to light the fire into the team. I'm worried about the Rangers because I don't really trust Alexander Gorgiev to be the backup that that yeah. team needs either. Like, he went in for, in for Shesterkin after that first period and was fine, but if you look at one of those last goals in the third period, the game-winning goal, it's an awful, awful post-integration play. He's so sloppy when it comes to how he stands on the post because he's just like he's so springy he's really good at taking up space and just like jutting out and making saves that way but if you're asking him to be technical and still he is going to have trouble with that and that's something that Pittsburgh clearly knew clearly targeted and you can't have those because those are extra demoralizing like the Rangers are one of my dark horse picks as a team more for because of their of their scoring proficiency and everything else but if they're constantly playing in their own D zone, that's not yeah. their game. And that's not really anybody's game, especially when you're playing against uh, uh, guys that have three Stanley Cups to their name and only have so many seasons left on their horizon. Yeah, I was just going to say, as good as Shesterkin has been during the regular season, and I, I like the Rangers in this series as well, mm-hmm. when you have that veteran playoff experience, it goes a long way come yeah. the postseason, which we're seeing right now. Coming up in just moments, how the playoffs have been remarkably different from the regular season and why common wisdom for the total has now been thrown out the door. She's Lindsay, I'm Jinx, but first, it is a two-ad break. Bet fearlessly on your favorite sport with a risk-free first wager up to $1,000 at BetMGM. Sign up today using bonus code DAILYTIP and get in the game with the king of sportsbooks. Tap into BetMGM's innovative parlay selection builders, live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions. Plus, you'll earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for room nights and dining at MGM Resorts Nationwide. Download the BetMGM app or go to BetMGM.com and use promo code DAILYTIP 
tip to make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 only at BetMGM. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Getting started is simple. Schedule an online visit at GetRoman.com slash BetQL now and get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. Welcome back. It's Michael Jenkins along with Lindsey Brown. If you like what you're hearing, remember to subscribe and follow the Odyssey 2022 Hockey Playoff Special wherever you listen to your podcasts. Lindsey, I was not expecting to come back with breaking hockey news in the middle of a podcast, but here Mm -hmm. we go. Barry Trotz has been let go by the New York Islanders. I cannot believe this. Made the conference finals two years straight. Did not make the playoffs this past season with the Isles. Kind of a lost season for the Islanders for myriad reasons. And yet, Barry Trotz, I consider one of the best in the game. What is your reaction here? I'm shocked. I'm I'm honestly shocked. And And you're right. It's not just because of his championship pedigree or the fact that he's been able to find so much success in New York so far. It's that... The style of hockey that he coaches is so synonymous in a lot of ways with what Lou Lamarillo looks for as as the GM of the Islanders, as the the GM of the New, New Jersey Devils for so many years. I mean, that's why he goes out and signs Zach Parise because that's my boy. I named him captain years ago. I'm going to go get him. I'm going to bring him from the Minnesota <laughs> yeah. Wild after he gets let go. And I the only I'm I'm this is all speculation because I wasn't in this uh, in this conversation obviously and uh, that's not bugged. But when he was leaving Washington, or after Washington won the Cup, he was still under contract technically. It was He was in the yep. final year of his deal. They win the Cup, and if you win the Cup, he gets an automatic two-year extension. But he didn't want the two-year extension because it didn't come with that big of a pay raise. I'm looking at a tweet from Pierre Lebrun just a couple of years ago. The pay raise was only 300 k in his salary, and he was already making only $1.5 million at that time, so it would bump up to one8 what he is making at the New York Islanders is $4 million. Like, and that's why he left, because he knew he could get much more being a, the most recent Stanley Cup winning coach on this bit. And so I'm wondering if he's if he's seeing a little bit of the writing on the wall that the Islanders are probably not going to be able to recapture that glory that they've been able to see these last couple of years in those shut down, defensively strong type of playing, especially when we sell like such a, a, a down year for like the, from the Matthew Barzels and stuff like that. And then you have to look at all of the jobs that are available right now because we are seeing so much turnover in the NHL. Like the first team that came to my mind, I'm like, if I'm Steve Eiserman and I don't already have like one of my boys in Detroit, I mean, he has lots of boys and lots of other yeah. uh, ideas of how he wants to run a team. I don't know if he wants to play two to one hockey games, but I definitely give Barry Trotz a call to help guide a young squad or maybe it's like Philadelphia because they can't get their stuff figured out and they need somebody that's a little bit more of a steadied presence and plays a more defensively sound game after they're used to giving up so many goals and and lopsided losses I mean it's like one of the Mount Rushmorean coaches just becoming available for no reason 
Yeah, unless it comes out that for some reason Barry Something Trotz happened. wanted wanted out. Yeah, I, I don't. This seems to be it has to be some sort of personality conflict or something, which is kind of what happened in D.C. And I know you touched on it, but the Caps won the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. They did not want to pay Barry Trotz, so we left. The Capitals have not been past the first round ever since. He turns around, he goes to Long Island, and immediately takes the worst defensive team in the National Hockey League, makes them the best defensive team. And this year, between starting off the season on like a 13-game road trip, they had COVID issues. Yeah, that's and, right. And, and really not a lot of talent either. This just feels like if it was just a decision on the Islander side, it seems like a pretty poor decision to make but you're right it won't be long before Barry Trotz in fact his phone is probably ringing right now let's get back to our Stanley Cup playoff special the Isles not in the playoffs and we'll see what they do from here on out at head coach but when you look at regular season versus postseason are you seeing any differences or something that has stood out to you where you say okay this is a team that's stepping up this is a player that's performing better that I didn't anticipate I mean, I'm I'm seeing a lot of those multi-goal comebacks and you're seeing it from guys in like the third, fourth lines or even defensemen. And and the mm-hmm. way that I've, or at least the notes that I was trying to take yesterday of like, why is this happening? Why are we seeing different goals from different people? Because you would think when it's best on best, the, the lower lines cancel each other out. But why is that? And why is it this particular formula this year? And with so much power play time being allocated out I that scrambles the lines so much because you're going to put your best players out there because they give you the best chance to score. So sometimes mm-hmm. that means I'm going to send Alexander Ovechkin out there for 13 minutes this period. I know it's probably an unrealistic number and I'm terrible at math versus like an eight minute uh, shift time for a period because of just power play time. So he's tired, but then also the guys that are pl- usually playing five V five regular shift, they're cold. They're sitting on the bench. Your, your, your blood's, you know, stagnating mm-hmm. as you're there. And so it's really hard to find your, your flow and, and your energy. If you're not able to capture that right away. I mean, I think, the Kings and Oilers series they were saying last night is the most important for whoever scores the goal first usually goes on to win. And it seems like an obvious stat to kind of pull out. Well, it's like, well, you're an advantage. But now you're not the one chasing. You're the one in the driver's seat, and you're the one that's able to really manage those minutes and maybe get goals from the lower lines because those guys have been playing more. Those guys are feeling more of themselves, at least in this particular game. Every game is its own kind of encapsulation. Yeah, and I think it's affected the the totals as well, whereas mm-hmm. going in, I thought unders would be the play. But right now, the over is sitting at a pretty good clip, 17, 10, and 1. And even now, we're seeing some 6.5 totals on the board. I really thought that we would see that traditional, okay, it's playoff hockey, yeah. unders are the play. And why is that? Because we're going to see more physical, teams are going to tighten up. And I think we've kind of seen the opposite thus far, where – you mentioned there's been so many power plays and referees have called a lot of different penalties. And when you have that, then all of a sudden you get your shooters out there on the mm-hmm. ice. It stops the clock a little bit and you have more time for more goals to be scored. And I think that's what we've seen. Yeah. And then once you see like these big goal totals happen too, I mean, when you're on the uh, the wrong side of that, you have to capture momentum in some way, shape or form right towards the end of the game to try to at least spark the team for that next uh, outing. And so you're seeing a lot of extracurriculars. You're seeing a lot of uh, fighting after the whistle. And when you have that distraction, it's real. you can see it in the play. You can see it in how guys are able to go out attentively, like at defensemen, and they'll sag back a little bit or they'll give up a little bit more space. And when you give up more space, more time and space in today's game that is built for smaller guys to have creativity in small spaces, and if you give them more than they need, they're going to be able to take advantage of it. 
Yeah, it's so fascinating to watch. Do you think this is something we see for the remainder of the postseason or as we go on, we start to see these numbers tighten up a little bit? I would think because of what we generally see historically that we will see some of these six and a half come off the board. Like mm-hmm. the Flames and the Stars have been about five and a half goals total nearly every single game because that's the type of defense that Dallas plays. They like yep. to play those close games. But in the other matchups, even tonight, we have a couple of six and a halfs on the board. Do you think that changes after a few games? I think it does as we get into these elimination games that people know the, the best way to get in front of pucks is to get in front of pucks and block shots down. And that's exactly what the LA Kings did last night to help uh, beat the Edmonton Oilers. That's exactly what the Dallas Stars are doing. I mean, they're relying a little bit more heavily on Jake Ottinger's uh, athletic style and their forecheck. But when you're a team that knows that they're not the more talented group, but they play a hard-nosed style the entire regular season, I like those teams better than the ones yep. that had more success in the regular season because they now have to make an adjustment. They now have to play a style of game that maybe isn't their most natural uh, pacing. And then when you add like leadership in some of those more hardcore teams like the uh, uh, Jamie Benz of the Dallas Stars, I mean – it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out how to keep the, the best players to the outside and uncomfortable. And that's why you can see some of these scores maybe dampening down. I think we will see the players themselves keeping their sticks down more, approaching checks a little less sloppily. And so maybe there won't be as many penalties needed to be called because there's a difference between a tripping penalty because you're on mm-hmm. a breakaway versus going on the four check and standing up two feet early so your stick gets lifted and it hits the person in the face. Like Those are just like little things you have to bear down on that – separate the the true contenders from the knots and who's willing to pay the price within the actual game itself. Yeah, and then when you talk about how there's more goals, what does that mean? It means the offensive stars on these respective teams have gone off during the playoffs. So the Oilers are a perfect example. It's been this culmination of Part of it is a new head coach. So when they have an interim head coach who gets in there, switch up the style, and then yep. all of a sudden, you know, Drysaddle and McDavid are going off like we thought they would do most of the season. Well, the Oilers are one of those teams that have benefited from A – a new interim head coach, but also the fact that games are being called much looser than we anticipated. They've gone from seventh goal scored during the regular season. Now they're first in the playoffs. The Canes and Lightning were eighth and ninth in goals scored respectively. Now they're tied for fourth. The Lightning, another example where they have so many guys who can put the puck in net. So if the officials are going to allow these guys to play, then these offensive stalwarts are going to rise to the top. And we're seeing that on a handful of teams. Do you think this is good for hockey, though? Like, Because I know that casual fans usually jump on the bandwagon during the playoffs because it's the, it's the best playoffs out of any, any sport. I don't care what yeah. anybody says. But I wonder if this is more of that concerted effort to get scoring up, and we can go into detail about all the different ways that why that's happening. But do you think this bodes better, or do you think this is going to kind of alienate what most people do expect for a Stanley Cup playoffs? I think it'll be fine because it's not out of control just yet. And also yeah. I think when you look at the Avs and Preds, for example – we know how good the Avs are, and they're just dominating the Predators, even though they needed overtime in Game 2. But overall, once they get deeper in the playoffs, if they win this series, and I think they should, then I think we'll see some of these numbers come down. But I think as long as we're not seeing 11-4, to 4, you know, 12-5, right. to 5, something ridiculous, we're just seeing really talented offensive teams go in, play well. And also, this isn't... This isn't old-time hockey where you got the first two lines are great and everyone else is terrible. Now these guys are coming in and they're so talented from all over the world. You have talent on the third and fourth lines that can also score. That's very true. That is incredibly true. And and that's something that has truly emerged probably in the last like three to four seasons. And and I think that's just the surge of a lot of uh, of just, just this generation, uh, or at least the newest generation, and, and how 
skill oriented their upbringing has been their development mm-hmm. period has been and so the league had to create the environment for them to thrive and now that they've arrived here there's enough of them sprinkled around like like you said it's not so top heavy you can find these skill guys who are trying to prove themselves and and that's that's how they rise through the ranks really I mean that's like Jordan Carew for the St. Louis Blues or like the Jason Robertsons for the the Dallas Stars I mean these guys are like 21 22 years old and they're scoring two, three goals a night and just like going out there playing free and whatever. Like, I, I think there's like a permissibility that's also a little bit more present in this league that hasn't been in the past, but this is part of that transformation. I mean, that's why you can't stomp out the Trevor Zegerses of this world because right. he is going to be the future and, and the face of this league because these are the ki- these are the way that kids are playing now. Yeah, there's just so much more skilled than there used to be. Mm-hmm. We don't have just a couple goons on those back lines. You have to worry about scoring up top. There's a lot of guys who can get it done. Coming up in just moments, what is our biggest takeaway from each conference? And who do we like to hoist the cup? Plus, maybe a dark horse that has some good value worth the wager. But first, a two-ad break. Welcome back, guys. Michael Jenkins along with Lindsey Brown. If you like what you're hearing, remember to subscribe and follow the Odyssey 2022 Hockey Playoff Special wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jinx, live in Washington, D.C. She is Lindsey Brown in Vegas. Before we get into hockey, you were singing, and our, our listeners heard this, your golden pipes, you were singing, was it... No, you're talking about Celine Dion, correct? Yes, just in case she needed an understudy because you mm-hmm. said that my voice was so angelic that maybe I mm-hmm. should consider a career change, you know, in case this one doesn't work out. Well, Celine is Celine. She's the GOAT. I get that. But she can't play forever in Vegas. You're in Vegas. Someone mm-hmm. needs to be the understudy. She needs to take someone under her wing, someone who maybe sounds a little Canadian who loves hockey. I'm just throwing this out there. Let's see. Yeah, I don't know. She might be a, a little bit sore on the hockey community here in Las Vegas because Marc-Andre Fleury is now up in Minnesota. But I'm sure we can let bygones be bygones. All right. Well, it's good of you to do that. Let's yes. go into <laughs> the okay, rest of our Stanley Cup podcast here and start with the Eastern Conference. Just some general takeaways before we get to our picks to win the Cup. Yeah, I mean, I'm really impressed with the way that the Washington Capitals have been able to physically there beat the go. Florida Panthers. Honestly, it's it, it. I didn't expect it, and I, I think they've thrown the Panthers off to a point where they're not comfortable with their game, and, and we know what the bread and butter of the Washington Capitals is. It's Alexander Oveshkin from the left-hand face-off circle taking one-timers, top-shelf, short side. And so... And when you have TJ Oshie at full strength, or at least better strength than we've seen him all season because he's been in and out of the lineup due to injury, I mean, he's truly the catalyst of this team. Like, they, yeah. there was a lot of rumors about the expansion draft and how he was going to be exposed and being from the Washington area about him being picked. And I was just like, you can't expose him. You can't because no. he he's like, he's the spirit. He is the the puppy dog of that team. You can see it in their social media and like their pregame warm-up stuff. And so I, I think that they've been able to slow down the Florida Panthers enough for them to start questioning. Now, I don't know if they have enough gas in the tank to actually win, Yeah. but you know, the Panthers aren't a collision course to maybe play either the, I, I think it's Tampa Bay or uh, or Toronto. And both of those teams are very high scoring, a little bit mm-hmm. different of, of a look. But uh, I, I'm, I'm holding my breath on that because it, those President's Trophies teams are always such bracket breakers, you know, especially, yeah. especially when Washington's involved. It's just that they're, the, they're on the opposite uh, side of that. I think the Rangers, I, I still like the Rangers in their series, especially since they are playing probably with their starting net minder tonight. But I need Mika Zibanejad to wake up and score, score some goals. Like, he's a guy that's, that I love to watch play. He, he has a great imagination. He has a really unique shot. And with that, I think you could take advantage of Luis Dominguez, who's the netminder for the Pittsburgh Penguins right now, who's very long, very heavy down low. So you just got to get that upstairs from the right angle. 
And then Tampa Bay, Toronto basically makes me want to throw up in my mouth. And so I'm kind of just like holding on to see. Why is that? Let's, let's go into it. Let me play therapist uh, for a second. What's going on here? It's just it's just so much hockey elitism. And the, it bothers me that it's two teams that are wearing the same exact jerseys. Basically, every game is just home and away. Right. It just doesn't look right. You know? Do the lightning scare you? Because that's the one thing I keep taking yeah. away from the East. Yeah. In, in that, yes, I know how difficult it is to three-peat. I had a futures ticket on the lightning last year. But, I mean, you can go up and down the roster as far as their talent. We know that. Even on the blue liners with Hedman and Vasilevsky is world-class. This is one of those teams, and you see this every year, regardless of sport, Lindsay, where you know they have the talent. You know they have the pedigree. You know mm-hmm. they have the ability to get it done. So it's not that they're lazy during the regular season. It's just that it's like – can the postseason get here so we can do yeah. our thing? And the Lightning is one of those teams. Well, they, and they, they've played a lot of hockey in these last few years. And and the thing is, too, is like, where has uh, uh, Corey Perry been? Well, he finally was out there uh, on lines when he was scoring goals last night, or at least on the lines when other people were scoring goals. So like, Anthony Sorelli, haven't heard a whole lot from him. Uh, when Vasilevsky hasn't been nearly as strong, but here's the bit, like there's nobody that I trust more in this league that, to get it done than that guy right there. Yep. And you have like the Corey Perry effect too. I think as this as this series gets a little bit longer in the tooth, and I think this is one is going to go seven games, like Corey Perry is one of the biggest agitators in this league and he can score goals. He's like a, he's like a grimier Brad Marchand, right? He's not going to pass as much, but he's going to go <laughs> right. in that offensive zone and he'll finish in front of that. He's one of the best finishes in front of that in the league and he in the last two years he has been on the Marion Hosa plan where I go to the Stanley Cup final but I lose every time and so <laughs> I, I, I between him and, uh, and and you have the Ryan McDonough's you have the Patrick Maroons this is the time of the series and, and the time of year where these guys start to make the big time plays and the big time differences I mean we saw uh, Pat Maroon toe drag last night across the crease. I'm like, when else does this happen other than in, in, in playoff hockey after their best guys aren't necessarily performing? But I got to see more from those like uh, middle six, the Braden points, the Anthony Sorelli's, and even like the Pierre Edward Belmars. But, you know, it, you, they just need more. Let's go to the Western Conference now. I think the one thing that's, that's surprising me thus far is how effective the Stars defense has been against the Flames. Also, I have a Flames ticket. Because I you're surprised, this is the way they play, though. I, I, it's this the is way who they, they are. It, it well. Let, let me rephrase it. I'm not surprised that this is kind of how the series has gone. Almost every total has been five and a half games, and Dallas makes it what makes its way with defense. We've done that for a long time, but I think they've done such a good job of slowing down that Flames top line, particularly when the Flames have oh outshot God. the Stars 96 to 69. But Edinger has just been a rock. And he stonewalled Gaudreau on a breakaway yes, in the did. third period in the final five minutes. And once that happened, I'm like, uh-oh. Like, those are the types of moments where your guy, like, there's no one you'd rather have taking the shot at that point in time. It's the most important, and he's had his best year in his career. And he chooses to take a shot that's out of his character. Like, he goes low blocker instead of going glove side. He always shoots glove side. And so that mm-hmm. just shows you he's not playing at his at his top game right now because he has to deal with the physicality of Dallas. He has to deal with being bullied, being followed everywhere. And Jake Ottinger, Minnesota born and raised product, we don't get a lot of those that make it to this level. He has a mindset and an attitude at such a young age that is so mature that this team responds to. And they have a really interesting mix of like veterans and young guys. I mean, you got like Joe Pavelski, who's having like, you know, a a renaissance in the last couple of years, Mm -hmm. but he's 37 freaking years old. Or like Ryan Suter, who they signed uh, from free agency in the offseason to basically pair with Miro Heiskanen. Like Miro Heiskanen is 
uh, like at least what I'm seeing him turn out to be like the next type of Nicholas Lindstrom guy. And I know that that's probably outrageous to say, but just in terms of his vision and how he moves through. And so the the stars are always such a sneaky team because they don't score a lot of goals, but man, they're talented. And so why is that? Because they commit, because they are, they are fully bought into Rick Bonus's process. And now they have a goaltender that they can believe in not just like they did with Anton Kudobin during the bubble where you're riding the hot hand, but mm-hmm. I believe in your spirit and I believe in your ability to keep us focused at the task at hand. Calgary, I don't know if they have oh, that God. maturity right now. Well, they don't have the great a great playoff history, but I, no. I feel like with that much talent, particularly on the top line, at some point they have to break through. I'm on Calgary tonight, by the way. I'm laying the juice in Dallas. I don't care. At some point, Calgary has to have one of those nights that maybe we anticipated. I'm hoping that's tonight. Tonight is that night. What else are you taking away from the West? Just trying to look through. Well, I'm, I'm a huge fan, as you can see or know, because you've been listening to the whole show, of the L.A. Kings and how they've been able to weather the punches with the Edmonton Oilers. I mean, to get scored on and get pulled – in the game prior and then pitch a shutout mm-hmm. for Jonathan Quick is so big and it really can get into the into the nooks and crannies of the psyche of the Edmonton Oilers because you already had the Kings beat them at home once and for them to have such an offensive explosion then have it be completely stagnant. Like, this is a true test for Jay Woodcroft, and I was hearing him pregame yesterday. We stick to the plan. We don't care if the what the other team does. We, we don't deviate. We go to this. Well, we'll see if that plays out in actuality because if Connor McDavid starts playing hero ball and Leon Drysdale keeps running people over, like that's not going to be able to get it all done. Or what Darnell Nurse, like he like literally like clamped down with his legs to take a penalty last night. And now there's fights going on everywhere with that. And so a lot of the West for me is going the distance. These series are going mm-hmm. the distance because of the physicality and because of, of the goals scoring that we usually don't associate with the Western Conference. We always associate big bodies, big checks, uh, blocking shots with Western Conference playoff teams, but not high scoring. Now we're seeing both. Let me ask you this, and this is, you said something regarding this earlier, but I wanted to pick your brain. We mm-hmm. know the Avs are the Avs. They're the yep. team to beat. No question about it. This is supposed to be their year. We'll see if it pans out. But they do have an injury right now to Darcy Kemper, who's not going to play in game four against the Preds. He's got a swollen eye that will probably go down and he'll be okay. Assuming they have Kemper healthy, can you make a case for anyone in the West beating the Avs? Minnesota. Minnesota can beat the really. Guys. Yep, and 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 anybody can beat anyone. People like there are sure, no favorites, sure. especially when like when it comes to playoffs. I really put a lot of stock in what has been done in the postseason before because that bodes uh, a lot of information about what these pressure points are under for these guys. Like how many times have they failed? How many times have has their line failed? How many times has he personally failed? Like Mitch Marner's under a lot of pressure, more pressure probably than Austin Matthews is, right? But they still play mm-hmm. in the Toronto Maple Leafs that are a team that is under intense pressure themselves. But the Minnesota Wild are a team that has talent on all four levels of their lines, and especially down there, their lower six, like the Jordan Greenways and the Ewell Erickson X and the Marcus Felinos. Like that is a true third line wrecking ball crew, and that's usually what uh, gets you going deep into the playoffs. And I like the Abs; they refortified their defensive. Uh, core, which they needed to do because they got pushed around uh, against the Golden Knights last year. But you can put Nathan McKinnon in a phone booth along the boards. He can get inside of himself because in case that he's not scoring or if they're not scoring at the rate that they need to. And they got Marc-Andre Fleury, the magic man, in the nets. Like He's been he's, awesome. Yeah, and he's beat them. And he is the 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 perfect type of netminder to go up against the the titans of the, uh, the playoffs because – 
he's going to be able to get pucks. He's get, You're going to be able to win those games as long as you're tying up bodies in the right points in front of the net. It's just whether or not you're able to execute that. But, man, Kale McCarr is a scary human being. Like, I, I've never really seen anything like him. And he can just take over the game, go coast to coast. Like, that's might hockey level stuff. Yeah. Like, you, we coach away from that because it's usually not responsible, <laughs> right? But when you have somebody like that who can just step up into the play as a defenseman and completely discombobulate everyone, and then Nathan McKinnon himself who, like, loves to do the zone entry from the top and then just crash down, like, it's not necessarily the talent. It's the way that they run their routes and yeah. how that can really just screw with hockey because most of these uh, teams are all running – around the same systems. And so deviation itself is going to bode a lot more results than just doing the status quo. So I'm looking at the odds of BetMGM, and right now the Avs are, as you might imagine, the favorites at plus 250. You got the Panthers at plus 650, Leafs at 9-1, to one, Flames 10-1, to one, Canes 10-1. to one. Is there a team that you're picking based on value and then give me a dark horse? Rangers. Rangers are wild. I mean, I'm looking at the same thing that, that you are in terms of outright winner. The Rangers are plus 2,200, which I find to be outrageous. But that's where, like, sometimes it's about getting through your first round matchup. And mm. if they're able to get past the Pittsburgh Penguins with all of their experience, um, with, with all the urgency in the world, and they're able to get things figured out, especially on the power play, like once they get Adam Fox unlocked instead of having him play d- defense the whole time, that's, that's the problem with a lot of these teams that have offensively minded defensemen that when you force them to play defense, they're a completely different player because they usually don't spend that much time in that net. Well, get that lead early, stay down in the offensive zone mm-hmm. and get the juices flowing. And you got to, and you got to execute on your wide open looks. I've seen way too many guys sail pucks, especially on that team. So shoot a little bit lower and, and crash for rebounds. But uh, those are my two teams that are like dark horse picks and not they're dark horse and they're what feel right to me. And I yeah. just go off of vibes to be honest. <laughs> Hey, so. you know what? What whatever it takes. If vibes yep. is what you're going off, if you're going to metrics, doesn't matter. A pick is a pick. I I did buy a ticket on the Flames at seven one. Now it's fallen back to ten to one. So when I saw Gaudreau get stopped by Edinger the other night, I thought this this may not. That's be. That's a big moment. That's, That's a, a big mo- moment. It's a. I saw that break when I thought, oh, yep. I, I, this line that I thought was going to go in and really push the stars and blow past is not happening. It's certainly not out of it, but that is my futures ticket. But if I'm looking for a dog, I know I'm being a homer here, but the Caps at 35 to 1, I think are pretty good value. They're up on the Panthers right now. Ultimately, they probably don't have the net minding because Vanacek and Samsonov have just been up and down all season. They've gotten good games thus far, and they've done it without Tom Wilson, who hasn't played since game one. As long as you have Ovechkin on your team, you're going to have a chance. Ultimately, I think net minding will be the thing that ends up crashing their playoff run if they're going to have one. But at 35 to 1, I'll take a flyer. Yeah, I mean, in terms of like an upset, I like that one probably better than most right now. And, you know, we always talk about Ovechkin, we talk about Oshie, but like the Kuznetsovs and like the Backstroms and and those guys, they quietly get it done and they're very much uh, dangerous threats as well. And so I think a lot of people have overlooked the caps because they just have, they were just middling around for most of the regular season, but clearly a switch has been flipped, but I think it's more about Florida not getting to their game. And so if they're able to do that, they're going to be able to to beat the Capitals. But Capitals have had them strangled so far. We will see what happens tonight and for the rest of the Stanley Cup playoffs. We appreciate you listening to the Odyssey 2022 Hockey Playoff Special. We'll do it in a couple of weeks to get you ready for the Stanley Cup Finals. In the meantime, if you want to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Twitter. Lindsay definitely knows her stuff. She's at LindsayBrown35. I'm Michael Jenkins at JinxDC. Until next time, enjoy the hockey. For more hockey playoff analysis, continue to follow Jenks and Lindsay on Twitter at JenksDC and at LindsayBrown35.
Bet fearlessly on your favorite sport with a risk-free first wager up to $1,000 at BetMGM. Sign up today using bonus code DAILYTIP and get in the game with the king of sportsbooks. Tap into BetMGM's innovative parlay selection builders, live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions. Plus, you'll earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for room nights and dining at MGM Resorts Nationwide. Download the BetMGM app or go to BetMGM.com and use promo code DAILYTIP to make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 only at BetMGM. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 